we're going to get started here again, everyone. I want you to come on back in. That's some good fellowshipping. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Pastor Brett. I want to welcome you here today. I want to welcome everyone watching online today. Welcome. We are one week now into our 21 days of fasting and prayer, and uh, that's, that's good to get some couple claps there, a couple cheers. That's good that you're excited because the question I was going to ask you is, how are you doing? How are you making out? Okay, some of you are, are uh, maybe not wanting to answer that question. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, for me, uh, this was a struggle this week. It was tough. This is a tough one. Um, usually really hit me at nighttime. I don't know. Um, but, uh, my flesh was, uh, was making a stink this week. Is there anybody else? Is your flesh making a little stink? Right? Because our flesh likes to be in control, doesn't it? Right? Um, and, uh, I, I kind of started to feel myself getting a little impatient with people. Having a little less grace by the end of the week. <laughs> I think it's supposed to go the other way, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so that was my struggle. Anyone else struggle this week a little bit with the fast? Or you guys are too spiritual to do that. But, um, but I just feel like uh, I just feel like God wants to encourage you this morning that that even if you're you weren't thrilled and excited and happy with how things went this week. In your fast, maybe, maybe uh, you failed. Maybe you had to start over again a few times in your fast. Um, maybe you're, you're a little discouraged because you, you're not seeing kind of the benefit or the results yet. And, and I just feel like God wants to encourage us saying that he knows our heart and that God is, is so proud of you for trying. God's so proud of you for trying. Um, it, it's kind of like when, when a little kid is first learning to walk, right? And, and you hold out your arms to, to your kid, and, and they're taking those steps. And, and as a, a parent, we don't, we don't get disappointed. We don't get upset when they fall, right? We're just so excited that they're trying to walk towards us, right? And, and each step, um, you know, we're just, so, we're just so proud of each step that they take. And so I just feel like God wants to tell you today that he's not upset, he's not disappointed um, when we fall or when we fail in the fast, but, but he's just excited that we're trying to walk towards him. He's, he's excited that we're trying to draw close to him. And, and with each step, he's that, he's that proud papa with a big smile on his face and with his arms open really wide and so excited that you're trying to come close to him and, and take steps towards him. So, so I know sometimes it can be discouraging going through a fast, but I want you to understand that God is so proud of you. 
He's so proud of you, and he knows your heart and soul. And so um, please know that this morning. Last week, we, we started talking about progressive prayer. And we talked about the progression in prayer outlined in Matthew chapter 7 and in Luke chapter 11 about ask, seek, and knock. And how each progression is a greater intensity involved in each step. Last week we asked. This week we're going to seek. So go ahead, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, we're going to start with this scripture, but then we're going to spend some time in, in Luke chapter 10 and in 2 Chronicles. Okay, Luke 10 and 2 Chronicles, but we're going to start with this scripture, Acts chapter 17. And I'd like us to turn to it because I'd like us to, to see this and read this. Acts 17, verse 26 to 28. It says, He created all the people of the world from one man. In verse 27, His purpose in all of this is that they should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him. Though He's not far from any one of us, for in Him we live and move, and are. As one of your own poets says it, we are the sons of God. See, the very reason we're created, our purpose for existing is to do what? Help me out. It's to seek, right? His purpose in creating us is that they should seek after God. And we have to understand that that word seek in this scripture, it's not, it's not casual. It's not um, trying to fit in, uh, you know, God into our schedule. It's not, I'm, I'm going to go after him when I get around to it, right? For, for a seeker, once a week, Sunday morning just does not satisfy. But that word seek actually means aggressive pursuit. It's aggressive pursuit. Right? It's to aggressively chase the Lord. How many of you have ever aggressively chased the Lord before? But our pursuit is the face of God. Our pursuit is the face of God. Psalm 27 in verse 8 says, When you said, seek my face in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need. My heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek on the authority of your word. See, to seek his face is to seek relationship. Face to face with someone, it's relational, it's personal, right? It's looking into someone's eyes, it's, it's studying their facial gestures, it's, it's, it's focusing on the words that they're saying to you. It's very relational, Right? Face-to-face interaction helps us to learn and know and understand them. And the more we have that interaction, the closer we become to someone with that face-to-face. And so seeking God's face is actually seeking intimate relationship with Him. And we often seek His hands to move in situations. We often seek His muscle, right? Because we need His strength. 
we often seek his resources because he is Jehovah Jireh. He's the God, our provider. And so those things are great. And we should seek his hands and his strength and his resources, right? We should seek those things. Last week, we established that God wants us to ask and that God also is eager to answer our ask, right? So we should seek those things. But our primary seek needs to be his face. That's what we're created for. That's our purpose for existing, is to be in relationship with the one who loves us the most. And what happens when we seek him first? Lots of us know Matthew 6, What happens? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All of our needs. All of the things that we worry over and strive for in this life. All that's going to be taken care of when we seek him, what? First. I wonder if as a church we can decide to seek God first in 2023. I wonder if we can do that. I wonder if we can make a commitment towards that today, make a decision. Wouldn't it be awesome to look back at the end of this year and be able to declare that we sincerely, aggressively pursued Jesus in 2023? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be awesome at this time next year that we could declare that we know God more than we do today? How many of you are ready for that? I'm ready for that. I want to be able to say that. When I stand here next year in our fasting and prayer, I want to be able to say to you that I know God more. How many of you want to be able to say that back to me? Hallelujah. I just got shivers. I'm just so proud to be a part of a church that loves Jesus. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you're a part of this. I'm so excited to be a part of this. God is going to do amazing things. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in 2023 if all of us decide to aggressively pursue Jesus. Can you imagine what's going to happen? Hallelujah, his glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for, for you. I, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for being with us. I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I just pray that we hear your heart today. In Jesus' name. That we hear your voice that we hear your heart today, Lord, and that we are going to be a church, we are going to be sons and daughters that listen, that take heed, that respond, that obey to the voice of the Lord this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, I think that there's, there's two great enemies that, that really prevent the church from seeking God and, and putting God first. And I think number one is we're too busy. We're just too busy. Lots of you are familiar with that story in Luke chapter 10 about Martha and Mary and Jesus came to their home. And uh, Jesus and his disciples came to their home and, and uh, Martha was, was busy working and preparing and, and, and getting things ready and, and Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. She was literally sitting on the floor at Jesus' feet and, and she was just focused on Jesus and then Martha was getting a little upset. Is, is this happening to anybody? Can anyone relate to this when you're working and vacuuming and dusting and your family's sitting on the floor? <laughs> okay, I can't. Um, my wife can though. But anyway, and so she's annoyed. And so she is annoyed at this, okay? And, and she's like, Jesus, can you maybe tell Mary that she should be helping me? Right? She's annoyed. And, and Jesus says in Luke chapter 10 and verse 41, Jesus says, Martha, Martha. So he says her name twice. I wonder if she was so busy that Jesus had to say, Martha, and then say it again to get her attention. Martha, pay attention. Listen. Stop. Listen. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. You know, a, a lot of times, Martha gets a, a bad rap in this story. Would you agree with that? <laughs> right? We're a little hard on Martha. Okay, but, but let's understand that, that Martha was a godly woman. Martha uh, is doing kingdom work. In this story, she's literally doing kingdom work, right? Uh, she's generously hosting Jesus and his disciples. The visit was unexpected. She drops everything and invites 13 people to her home because there was a need. That's kingdom work. They needed rest. They needed something to eat. So she's cleaning. She's preparing food. She's trying to be a good host. She's giving of herself. She's sacrificing. She is serving. Right? She's literally working for the Lord, literally, at this moment. That's what she's doing. Okay? So Jesus is not scolding her. He's not correcting her for serving. She's not doing anything wrong in serving. But she's forgetting that Jesus is sitting in her living room. Jesus. I'm not talking about the president of some foreign country. I'm talking about Jesus is sitting in her living room. And there's one thing that's more important than all of her kingdom work. More important than even serving Jesus. 
It's spending time to be with Jesus. Seeking relationship. See, Mary was seeking his face. She was taking heed of his words and engaging in relationship with Jesus. So, so Jesus is not saying we shouldn't serve the Lord. He's not saying we shouldn't do kingdom work. He's not saying we should always be sitting. He's not saying that. But he's saying in your kingdom work, don't miss out on the king. Don't forget to seek the Lord. You know, sitting in, in my office when I begin the day, I, I have a long to-do list. Anybody else can relate to that? And oftentimes when I feel that pull to, to pray, when I feel that pull to spend time, <sighs> with the Lord, I just think I've got too much to do. I'm too busy, Lord. I've got too much to do. Can you imagine? Jesus is sitting in my office? And I'm too busy to be with Jesus? That doesn't make sense. That I'm missing out on the king. And the truth is, I can't do kingdom work unless I spend time with the king. At least I can't do it well. <laughs> I found I will do so much more for the Lord in the day and be so much more effective if I just spend a few minutes with Jesus at the beginning. Has anyone else experienced that? Can you imagine on Sunday morning? Could you imagine on Sunday morning, if Jesus physically walked into this room and sat down, could you imagine if we were too busy to miss out on the king? Let me ask you a question. Was Jesus here this morning? Is Jesus here now? You know, we've got 30, 40 people serving on a Sunday morning, but we can't be too busy, right, to miss out on the king. Those of us who are sitting here, how, how many of you are, are really good at, at, at singing but thinking about your to-do list? Anybody good at that? Or, or you're good at singing. You can even close, you're really good at it. You close your eyes even, but you're actually just thinking about all the things of your life. Right? You're not trying to deceive anybody. It's just, we're busy. We're busy. Right? We can't miss out on the king. And this fast is about making sure that we don't do that. This fast is about purposely slowing down and taking some time to seek the face of God. And, you know, for some of us, busyness isn't just an issue. It's not just a, you know, something, you know, in our life. But, but it's even become an idol. It's even become an idol. Um, and, and, you know, maybe when, when busyness starts to define your identity and your self-importance, 
right? When, when there's, where there's a feeling of, of significance attached to the level of your busyness. And so the busier you feel, the more important you feel. That's a good indicator that busyness has become an idol in your life. Right? When, when someone says, how are you doing? What do we sometimes say? We say, busy. How are you doing? Busy. Right? And some people are saying that because it's a reality, but some people say that with pride. How are you doing? I'm really busy because I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> you know? And so when the next person asks you to do something, you can't say no. Because busyness is an idol. And so you say yes, even though you should have said no four or five things ago. Right? And if we really want to seek God first in 2023, we got to lay down that idol. We have to lay down that idol. And I challenge all of us to ask the Lord. Just ask him about the busyness of your life. Because we're all busy. But ask him about the busyness. Decide if it's a problem. Repent if it's, if it's an idol. Ask God for wisdom of what to let go, of what to say no to, and what to say yes to for 2023. Discuss it with your families. Right? Don't let it just just take over and dominate our lives. But if we want to really seek the Lord, we need to have conversations about this with God and with our family. And so my goal this week, my goal this specific week is I want to set the course for the rest of 2023. I want to balance, I want to balance my life. I want to balance the kingdom work and, and I want to balance living my life, right? And I want to balance... Um, um, Spending time with Jesus, right? So there's got to be a balance there of kingdom work, what we do to serve the Lord, our, just living our life with family and friends and work and fantasy football. Okay, we all have to balance. We have to balance. It's an important responsibility to be a manager in a fantasy football league, and you need to balance that, right, Pastor Phil? We need to balance this. But we can't let that dominate. We, we can't let... All of those other things have us miss out on, on the king, seeking the Lord, right? Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of telling Jesus that I'm too busy. So I think that's an enemy. Busyness is an enemy. Another one's pride. Pride. We come to a place where, where we just simply think that we can do it on our own or that we just don't need God's help, right? That, that's another enemy that causes us to, to not seek his face. In Second Corinthians, sorry, Second Chronicles chapter 26, it talks about a man named Uzziah. Uzziah. Look at what it says in verse 5. Talking about Uzziah. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, right? As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper, right? It goes on to say how he prospered in verse 7. God gave him help in battles. He gave him victory over enemies when we seek the Lord. Just like Pastor Manny talked about, we're, we're going to have wins. How many of you like to win, Right? I like to rack up the wins in everything that I do. 
Okay, I'll be honest with you. All right. <laughs> if we're going to play a game, okay, I'm going to try to win. <laughs> this is who I am. <laughs> you know? Um, but when we seek the Lord, he gives us victory. Right? Verse 8, God gave him favor and influence with other nations. In, in verse 8, it talks about that. In verse 15, God gave him new ideas. He gave him creative ingenuity to make new inventions and weaponry that had not existed before. Okay, so as he sought the Lord, this is the success, this is the prosper that was happening for Uzziah. Uzziah, God even prospered him in his imagination, right? And so God rewarded Uzziah for seeking him. Hebrews 11.6 says that God rewards those who earnestly seek him, right? That's a, that's a benefit of seeking the Lord. But then in verse 16 of 2 Chronicles 26, it says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord. You know, honestly, I think that's one of the most dangerous places we can be as believers in Jesus is when we're really strong, really strong. Right? Because when we're weak, we got no problem running after God. When things are going wrong, we have no problem being desperate for the Lord. Right? But when we're strong, when we're on the hill and, and everything's going great and smooth and, and, and now we just don't feel like we have that need. Right? We start to think we don't need God. And, and sometimes pride starts to set in, and we start to even think that we had something to do with being on the hill, right? And so now we're just, we're good, and, and Uzziah's attitude, it, it turned from gratitude to arrogance. He started to confuse God's reward and self-achievement, and God's favor and provision and blessing in his life started to become personal trophies. Look what I did. Look what I achieved. Look how good I am. Look how great I'm doing. I'm awesome. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm awesome. That's from a TV show. <laughs> but the truth is, but this is the truth. And Jesus says it so clearly in John 15, verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. What happens to a branch when it's not connected to a vine? If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, just like Uzziah, right? He was bearing much fruit. He was prospering. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, the truth is God is the one who pulled us out of the pit. God is the one who redeemed us and cleaned us. God saved us. You can save yourself as much as you can help yourself be born. Right? God gives us a hope and a future. God gives us value. We're his masterpiece. We're his workmanship. God gives us purpose. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. God rewards us. God prospers us. God gives us the ability to produce wealth. 
With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Every good and perfect gift that you have is from above, from our heavenly Father who loves us. The truth is, is that our very next breath is on loan from him. Amen? So apart from Jesus, we can do nothing, but in Jesus, we can do everything. There's nothing we can't do. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him and through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength and confident peace. We can do all things through Christ the anointed one, and his anointing. Amen? So we need to seek Jesus. How many of you know that we cannot live the victorious Christian life without seeking Jesus? It is impossible. We need God to live righteously. See, if you, if you find yourself, all of a sudden you start, you start the temptation is, is a greater problem in your life, and all of a sudden you st- you know, regularly you, you, start, you start giving in to temptation. It's not because you're defeated. It's, it's that you need more power, right? You need Jesus and his anointing. We can overcome any and every temptation through Christ and his anointing. Amen? It's a sign that we need to seek the Lord. We need to seek God to live in faith. If our thoughts are always dominated by doubt and worry and fear. That's a sign that we need to seek the Lord. That our greatest need is his presence. Right? Because God's not given us a spirit of fear. Is that true? But of power and love and self-control. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You know the key word in that entire verse? Humble yourselves. It takes humility to come to that place that says, God, I need you. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I need to seek the Lord. That's how I'm going to get through. That's how I'm going to walk through the valley. That's how I'm going to get over that obstacle. That's how I'm going to come through the storm. If I seek the Lord. How many of you know that we need God to love people? If you are easily offended and touchy and miserable and quick-tempered and have zero grace for people and you can't forgive, you're probably fasting. I mean, I mean, no. If that's you, then you need to seek the Lord. We can't love people without continuously seeking the face of love. Does that make sense? We can't love people unless we do that. 
We need Jesus. Pastor Phil, he's going to start start telling me, Brett, go seek the Lord. We We work right together. And he knows I get grumpy. And you just need to say, Brett, go seek the Lord. I give you permission to do that. Once. <laughs> but but this, is, this is the promise for us this morning. This is it, okay? Pastor Mandy uh, kind of, she stole my thunder a lot today. I'm just going to be honest with you. And we're going to have a little chat about that because <laughs> I want to be the one to say the cool things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not my attitude. Um, but there's one thing that God is not very good at, and that is hide and seek. <laughs> God, God is not very good at hide and seek. You know, you know when you play hide and seek with a, a small child, right? You, you, you hide in a way that you can be found. Right? And we hide in a way that we can be found. Right? And when, and when they find us, what do we do? Uh, you found me! <laughs> and we get really excited. Right? And, and, and I really think that's, that's what it's like with God, playing hide and seek with God. You know, um, you count to ten, and you open your eyes, and God is as big as a mountain standing behind a lamp. And do you know why? Because he wants to be found. He wants to be found. Right? And his promise to us is that if we seek, we will find. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me. How many of you love Jesus? And those who seek me diligently will find me. I think that word diligently is significant. I think God put that there for a reason, right? Come to church once a week and not thinking about God until Sunday morning, I don't think that's diligent, right? And I'm not going to put any kind of numbers on it or expectations, but, but that's not diligent. And so this is the most exciting thing that I could possibly tell you today. It's the most exciting thing, and... And those of you, you've been in church for so long, we hear that, we're like, yeah, I, I know that, yeah, yeah. Those who sing him, well, find him, we can all say it, right? But, but I need you to hear the voice of the Lord today. This, this is the best news of the day. If you seek the God of the universe, the God of all glory and power, the God who put the sun in the sky, the God who has no rival, the God who has never lost a battle, the God who nothing is too hard for him, you'll find him. If you seek the God who's all-knowing, the God who's never confused or flustered, the God of all wisdom, the God who doesn't just have the answer but is the answer, the God who can make a way where there is no way, You'll find him.
If you seek the God whose grace is sufficient for you, the God who, who has the power to pull you from the muck or the mire, the God who washes you clean and makes you righteous, the God whose mercies are new every morning, you'll find him. If you seek the God who comforts you, the God who acknowledges every one of your tears, the God who can turn you to beauty from ashes, you'll find him. If you seek the God who came to set the prisoners free, the God who breaks every chain, the God who redeems your life from the pit, you'll find him. If you seek the God who came to seek and save the lost, the God who has the power to save, the God who can melt the hardest heart, the God who opens his arms wide to every prodigal, including your wayward child, you'll find him. And if you seek the God who calls you by name, the God who has, the, who's, who has numbered the hairs on your head, the God who fully knows you and fully loves you, the God who rejoices over you with singing, the God who went to the cross for you because he didn't want to have to live an eternity without you. If you seek that God, you're going to find him too. Hallelujah. What a promise. What a promise. What a God. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite the worship team forward. We're just going to close with one more song. I just want to pray. I just want to read this scripture one more time to you. This is Psalm 27 and verse 8. It says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. If you want to make a decision to seek his face in, in 2023 and, and you want to be able to stand here next year at this time and know God more than you do today, you want to put God first, let's spend some time during this last song and tell the Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming. The pursuit is on. I'm coming.
I'd love to see 90 people. I'd love to see all of us. Um, and then this Saturday, we have an Ask for Rain. We're hosting an Ask for Rain worship prayer night. It's going to be the same idea as Thursday night. Invite everyone to come and be a part of that. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to say this with me on the count of three. We're going to say, Lord, I'm coming. Ready? One, two, three. Lord, I'm coming. Amen. Sorry, sorry, one more thing. A song is just strong on my heart. Keep playing the way you are. Jesus, lover of my 
to stay and worship and make room and and talk to the Lord, you please do that. Uh, rest of us, God bless, and uh, and we're dismissed. Amen.